Hello, friends. It's your old pal, Aria Hawani, back with another episode of DC and Hawani. Yes, the fastest growing podcast at ESPN. And I'm hearing these days in the entire world. How about that? We got a lot to discuss this week. As always, Marvin Vittoria with the big win. How about UFC 256 coming up? How about uh, Floyd Mayweather going up against Logan Paul? Yes, all that and a whole lot more. But first, want to quickly tell you about another great podcast here at ESPN hosted by the one and only Katie Nolan. It's called Sports with a question mark and it comes out twice a week just like this here podcast. If you like to laugh and you like to have fun and who doesn't these days then this is a great podcast for you and all your friends to listen to of course after you're done listening to DC and Hawani and the Hawani show and all the other stuff that I do. Check out Sports with a question mark with Katie Nolan wherever you find your podcast. All right. On to today's program, which may contain some language that's not suitable for all audiences, so listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Now making their way to the microphone, DC and Helwani. He did a fantastic job on the commentary. Thank you. He was very like... I don't know why I'm thanking you. Yeah, why are you thanking me? Do you represent Izzy now? Like, shut up. Here's Daniel Cormier and Ariel Helwani. Back in your life on this second week of December 2020. <laughs> Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new edition of DC and Helwani. That's DC, Daniel yep. Cormier. <laughs> yeah. I'm Helwani, Ariel Helwani at DC. I'm so fired up about today's show. You have no idea. We've got so much to discuss. There's so much going on in this little brain of mine. How are you? <laughs> Oh, oh, look at you today. What? What's in the that sweater. Yes. Look at you. I mean, wow. This you guy went on a wrestling show yesterday. He comes back with a sweater over his flannel. Look at fancy guy Ariel. You look ridiculous. I mean, you look ridiculous. Why? Why? I mean, look at how you dress, man. It's look at how out you there, dress. as you say. Let me it's tell you something. Nippily. There are many people out in this world that yes. want to beat you up. No. You and that sweater just makes them want to beat you up even worse. I'll tell you that right now. Absolutely. You and that sweater with those glasses, that whole get up that you got going right now. Yes. Your pencil. It only yes. makes people want to beat you up much worse than they did as of last week. DC, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right here. You know nothing about sweater season. And that's S-E-N, not S-E-A-S-O-N. That's S-E-N, sweater season. Learn to love it, my friend. Or at the very I least, mean, respect it. Look at how you dress this morning. What's wrong with a sweater over a shirt? I mean, geez, it's like you're trying to piss everybody off. It's like at this point, the way you're even dressing is making everybody mad now. I mean, come on. Well, it's it's nice to see that for the second oh. week in a row, you aren't pissing off the powers that be at ESPN because you wore your shirt and it's not even the bootleg shirt. So well done, DC. Oh, look at that. Look at my shirt. I wore it. You know, it was my suggestion. Yes. My suggestion. You know, you would think, the powers that be would say, hey, DC, why don't you wear it this week? But I suggest, I go, you know what, guys? I want to wear it this mm-hmm. week because I want, I'm want. i part of the team. I, I bootlegged it last week, and I want to wear my shirt in support. And, yes, yeah, so I got my Booyah shirt on. And it looked, and there, dare I say, mm-hmm. dare I say, it looked very good on me. It does look very I, good. I dare mean, I say. Nice if we would have worn it at the same time last week. But, look, <laughs> we get an extra week out of it. So, yeah, we in get honor. Like, more, well, now it actually gets 
marketed and shown in the right way because it's supposed to look this is how it's supposed that's to look a real you know? chest right there that's a real that, this is what the booyah is supposed to look on a chest not like you with like shoulders all slumped down and everything you do look much better in that sweater well thank than, you than in athletic gear you know you don't seem to like a guy that would wear athletic gear stewart.threadless.com is where you can still get that t-shirt and of course all the uh the proceeds go to the stewart scott cancer memorial research fund now dc uh, before we move on, in all seriousness now, before we move on, uh, as you know, at the top of the show, I always like to, you know, celebrate a holiday. This week, it's it's not a joking one. Of course, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, Pearl Harbor. So just want to say that, you know, we we send our thoughts with everyone who is affected by, in many people's eyes, one of the worst days in the history of this country. So I will leave it at that. DC, I have a very important announcement to make right here and now, a very important announcement. You know, at the end of the year slash beginning of each year, I come out with an award show and I like to give out my awards for male fighter of the year, female fighter of the year, all kinds of things. Well, I am giving out an award right here and now at the top of the show. I would like to announce to the world that my 2020 male fighter of the year is none other than the Italian dream himself. Oh, my no. Paisan, wait, my paisan, Marvin Vittori. Marvin right Vittori is my fighter wait, of the year wait, for 2020. Wait, you heard wait, it here wait. First. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. You can't do this yet. You cannot do this yet. Let me tell you why. You can't go. You know, hey, what about the panel? No, what about no. the panel of people that helps you make to give out these awards? A singular person voting on awards does not work. You cannot give it to Marvin yet. When Davis has the fight, it's your guy. No, he listen, got his hair done yesterday. Marvin Vittori, yes, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> Marvin Vittori, no mask, by the way, a little bit concerning. Marvin Vittori picks up a big win over Jack Hermanson, one week's notice, goes in there, first time in his career, five rounds, gets cut up all over the place. The Italian dream himself waltzes in there into the main event slot. Three cancellations in the first half of the year. And 14 lost his grandfather, comes back in June, beats Carl Roberson, and then beats the Joker, Jack Hermanson. And then, to top it all off, he does what my dear friend Daniel Cormier could not do. He does oh. what every single fighter that I know and call a colleague, even some of my TV friends, couldn't even do. He shouts out Helwani <laughs> on the broadcast. On the UFC broadcast. Yes, yes. And it got played. And it got, it got played. played. And so I Marvin mean, Vittori, okay. grazie mille, paisan. <laughs> grazie mille, my brother. I am going to campaign for you, not only to be fight of the year, but I'm going to get you into that video game, my friend. You're my guy. You don't want to talk to me, it's fine. But you're my guy. I want the world to know Marvin Vittori is my guy. So all it took was Marvin actually mentioning you on the broadcast. Absolutely. I mean, talk about it. I mean, talk about an egomaniac. What an egomaniac you are. Listen, Marvin Vittori did do that. He called you out. He said, listen, wait, he didn't even say anything nice about you. He goes, I'm not going to talk any more trash name. about DC, but I will always talk about Helwani. <laughs> like, I always talk trash about Helwani. That's and fine. that's good to you. You, you that's accept all, that's that. That's all as, I needed. That's all I needed. All you need. Recognition. Okay. Okay, Marvin Vittori gave the shout-out. And honestly, man, if I got to be honest, what I saw Saturday was so impressive. The way that he was composed, the way that he dealt with the ebbs and flows of the fight. This fight started great for Marvin. He dropped Jack Hermanson. But then by the second round, it was closer. Third round, it looked like Hermanson was going going to run away with the fight, right? He was going to do what we've seen Jack do on so many occasions where his pressure and his pace overwhelms guys. Marvin, who had been training for a fight, not a five-round fight a little bit later, would have been at the end of the fight. 
had we gone three like he was supposed to. He was able to recenter himself, take the advice of his coaches, go out and win the fourth round and the fifth round, right? So it showed that Marvin Vittori has now turned a bit of a corner in the sense that even when things go off course, he's able to kind of right the ship, get back going in the right direction. And I thought he fought fantastic. I mean, I was very, very impressed with Marvin Vittori's performance. I was very impressed with his ability to, to, to adjust in um, mid-fight. I was very impressed with his ability to maintain focus for five rounds and beat a very tough Jack Hermanson. This was the fight he's been searching for. Um, hopefully he can smile a little bit and not be so ornery. And, and, and hopefully he can drop the Izzy fight. Because for the longest time, my issue with Marvin was that his claim to fame was that he went the distance and lost a split decision with Israel Adesanya. Not only can he drop that now because he has a big win, now he's cutting great promos on Izzy. I don't know if you saw that promo on Saturday at the post-fight press conference about Izzy. Like, he's in the conversation. Now, afterwards, he said, give me Paulo Costa. I like it. I like that he shot his shot. It was kind of hard to tell what he was saying because it was like bleeped out, like 90%. Yeah, a lot of it was bleeped out as we've come to <laughs> That's our guy, Marvin. Marvin. That's our guy. Listen, <laughs> listen, I love his fire. What can I say? I love his fire. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're a new face in the top 10. You could fight Darren Till. You could fight your teammate, Kelvin Gaslam. You could, you could fight anyone because you haven't fought any of those guys. So this guy's yep. like, I don't know if he gets Costa. I think they might do Costa Whitaker next. But he's in the conversation with any one of those top 10, top eight guys now, in my opinion. Yeah, he's very close, right? And honestly... I know we say let the Izzy fight go, and I've said that to Marvin myself, right? Like, Marvin, I called the fight as I saw it. Yeah, it was close, but I thought the guy won the fight. He can let it go, but he doesn't have to let it go for long because it's a very interesting backdrop for him saying, I deserve a title shot if he can get one more top 10 win, right? Because he fought Izzy to a split decision, Right. Because he's been he's been beating that drum for so long, it's easy to ignore a guy that's not in the top fifteen that's saying, "Well, I fought you very close." Much more difficult to ignore a guy that's in the top five that's saying, "Hey, remember you're dominating all these guys, but what about when you and I fought? It was very close, and you know, in my mind, I won the fight." So um, let it go for a little bit, but don't steer too far from that. Because the reality is, I thought it was crazy at the time because I didn't know if he would get to where he is today. I did, I really kind of, it felt like when Israel Adesanya was fighting him, it was about Izzy, right? And Izzy was going to go on to become the champion. And it's almost like I had forgotten about Marvin. I knew he was still a good fighter, but you, I didn't know if he would ever get to that point. Because look at how long it's taken his road to get there opposed to Adesanya's, right? So... Normally, you would pay attention to the guy that kind of went on to become the champ. But, man, the guy that was in there with him on that night was still plugging away, even though it wasn't as it, the light wasn't shining as brightly on him. Let me tell you something. Marvin Vittori is a testament to perseverance, hard work, yeah. dreaming big. Uh, what a win for him. But you've done a good job last five minutes or so dancing around the main subject, the <laughs> elephant in the room. Uh, he called you out, not once, but twice. He called you out in the post-fight interview and then on the post-fight show. Yeah. Third guy in a month to call you out, by the way. Yeah. First it was Kevin Holland, then Joaquin Buckley, mm -hmm. and now Marvin Vittori. Marvin, uh, it is Monday, last I checked. It's, yeah. it's midday. Marvin said he wanted his name in the roster. He well, wanted, Marvin, wanted Marvin wanted his photo on Instagram yes. uh, for his character. I did not see uh, a photo. The character I, needs to be, I mean, the characters get built. 
it, it isn't made that easily. Uh-huh. Generally, whenever they're building characters, we take photos and they do us in those 360 boots. They're not doing that right now, obviously. But let me say this. I will say this right now. DC oh. and Helwani exclusive. I will make a call. I will make a call. I will campaign for you, Marvin, to be included in the game because you will be a top five middleweight. You're a guy that has fought the champ as well as he is. Now, look, ultimately, I don't make the decision. Mm. But I will campaign. A lot of people seem to think you do. Yeah. And even if I did make the decision, I would not tell people I make the decision. So wow. let me just go campaign for you, Marvin, and try to see if we can make this happen. You Sounds do like a non-answer. Marvin, I got you. I'm giving him till next Monday. If the call isn't made, if you're not in the game and the, the update, call will be made. The call will be made. The call Bison. will be made. I got the you, my bro. Made. All the right. call will be made. All right, there it is. You have it. Um, so that was a big performance. That was a big win. Let's talk about another interesting thing that happened on Saturday as well. Jordan Levitt <laughs> comes into his UFC debut. This guy's a character, man. He is uh, he is so fun. No. He is flashy. He is flamboyant, and he's explosive <laughs> apparently because. <laughs> opening seconds of the fight, Matt Wyman, slammed the old timer, the veteran, just comes after him, sticks to him, and then he gets slammed. The 12th slam KO in UFC history. I'll be honest, DC, it was a little scary. It was a little uncomfortable. What did you make of that slam? Because as you saw afterwards, some people were saying, ban the slam. Uh, it was not illegal. Uh, as the fighter, not- what do you think? So I think what people miss, right, is people think that they're just kind of powerbombing them, right? Like just powerbombing No. So what Jordan Levitt did was when he was holding Matt Wyman up and he went to slam him, the arm is like posted up against his head. So the impact is off the arm, too. So it's his Mm. full body, but his weight going forward with his arm. And then you hit the back of your head. That's why punches to the back of the head are illegal because you get hit there and you're kind of all discombobulated. You might fall down. Well, Matt Wyman went into him. He put him he put himself there. Right. Try to take him to the mat. Boom. Slammed him, knocked him out. You cannot, you cannot eliminate these actions from fighting because they happen so rarely. Mm. If it was happening every month, every two months, get rid of it if it's so dangerous. But it's ha- eight times in the history of the sport. It's not a big deal. So 12. 12 times, sorry. Don't ban the slam. Also, don't put yourself or allow yourself to get into that situation. So That's how much blame do you give Wyman? I give Wyman the blame. That's who oh. I think it's on because wow. he put himself there. And, dude, remember when Rampage was slamming guys? Didn't Rampage powerbomb somebody before? Yeah. How in the world do you allow somebody to get you in position to powerbomb? I mean, in the WWE, it, it's all planned, right? So you sure. jump and you yeah. flip. How do you get somebody up over your head to slam them? That's a testament to Rampage, testament to Jordan to adjust and do what he did to find the finish. But I, I, I put most of the blame on Matt Wyman. What was Wyman thinking doing that? I have no idea. He's trying to get him to the ground. He's trying to get him to the ground. He wanted him on the ground. Right. When you're when you're unsure, right? And you got a guy that's explosive in there and a guy that can he's faster, he's younger, he's more explosive, more diverse. You want to make this as old school and as slow as, as possible. So you pull him onto the ground and make him grapple with you and hope that your experience will allow you to chase a submission, find a way to get the victory. That was not the right move uh for Matt Wyman. He got slammed. That's on him, though. Matt Wyman took a big break several years, has come back, lost three straight. I, I don't know how much he has left in him because it's each over. fight. It's, I mean, if Dana just said the other day there's going to be 60 to 80 cuts, Matt Wyman's going to be one of them. I mean, yeah. sadly, right? But he's an older guy that, that, that has lost three in a row. So now let me ask you this. Initially, I see that. 
it's a little scary, right? He's not, he's not, he, he's stiff as a board, the mm-hmm. neck, he's not moving initially. And I will be honest with you, it did. And, and I want to be clear to everyone. I'm not saying that the slam should be banned, illegal. It's just a part of the game. And like you said, very correctly, only 12 times in UFC history. It's not like a thing that happens all the time. But I will just say this. One thing rubbed me the wrong way. The celebration, which I know is a thing of his, and it's funny, and I love characters. But to do that in the cage while Wyman is completely out didn't sit with me the right way. Now, after the commercial break, DC, thankfully, they cut to Levitt actually left the cage right after and consoled Wyman's wife who was in his corner. That made me feel better. But still, like dancing like that when a guy still out, isn't that a little funky? I know it's his debut. I know he's Yeah, but, but here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. And this is what people will never understand. There's a range of emotion going through you in there that you're, you, you've, you've lost control of your body, essentially. You don't, yeah. you don't know what's happening at that exact moment. You're, you're not fully aware of, of, of you dancing. Jordan Levitt did what Jordan Levitt does every time he wins. He, I, I bet when he got up off of Wyman, he didn't even look back to see that he was still on the ground. So that's how unaware he probably was because he was filled with excitement. He was filled with the joy of winning and then winning in a spectacular fashion. There are a million things going through your head as a young fighter, especially a guy making his UFC debut. You do something like that. Immediately you're probably thinking extra money, right? Yeah. Extra yeah. money. I just got a knockout in my first UFC fight. And now I get to dance. Like <laughs> he just does what he does. I don't think for a second it was malicious in any way. Okay. Fair enough. Um, he's a name to look out for. Like I said, flashy, fun, flamboyant hope that Wyman is okay and uh we'll see what happens to Wyman uh very quickly rest of the card uh you know some some great performances uh Jamal Hill yes uh, Luis great. Smolka and your boy yeah Mowgli, Mowgli Benitez with a yeah. big, knee, big win as well Jamal Hill for the record looked fantastic right mm. looks like a very dangerous contender in the light heavyweight division he put it on OSP we have not seen OSP get done like that for a long time and he had been knocking these young guys Back a pig. This guy, Jamal Hill, is the real deal. Looks to be a viable player. Mowgli Benitez looked as good as um, he's ever looked. He looked sharp. He looked strong. He looked confident. And I believe that's a credit to to him and, and, and his, his willingness and desire to fight. He's been wanting to fight for a while. He's been begging. Finally got the fight and put on that performance. Got the bonus. Also a credit to the coaches, right? Tomas Gian is a guy training the guys at AKA right now. You know, Javier's not here um, in, in kickboxing and striking. And Ron Kessler, those guys at AKA right now, man, are holding it down, bro. You, Ariel, I am so proud of Ron and Tomas for the way that they have kept – the way that the team has been working to uh, maintain while, you know, our leader is is out doing business right now. So, um, yeah, great job by, by, by Mowgli, and it was great to see that – the guys are still really working and improving um, while most of us are still not in the gym right now. So yeah, yeah, hats off to Mowgli. Great win. And it was great for him because he was able to honor coach Javi who we lost in the summer and you can see how emotional he was. And I'm very proud of Mowgli. I'm happy for him and Melly. Yes. Melly's great. I'm a big fan of hers as well. His wife, um, Javier, of course, out doing business and getting vaccines and whatnot. So hopefully he comes back soon to the Bay Area. Uh, DC. <laughs> Dude, don't do it. Dude, don't, do don't do that. Don't do that. No, he's getting vaccines. No, um, it's a vaccine thing, you know. DC, this is a Fast and Furious show today, okay? No time to dilly-dally. we got a lot of news to get to. And late Friday night, uh, I broke the news 
that the soldier of God himself, Yoel Romero, 2000 silver medalist, freestyle mm-hmm. wrestling, Sydney Olympics. Well, you know about Sydney Olympics. You know nothing about the Sydney Olympics. I was not there Yoel at the time. Romero I was in college. Is no more. Is no more yeah. in the UFC. Crazy. Released from the UFC with three fights left on his deal. Lest we forget, it's been a crazy year. His last fight was for the belt against Israel Desanya. A lot of people thought he actually won the fight. It was not a good fight. It was not an entertaining fight, but it was close. <laughs> And now here he is at 43 out of the UFC. Your reaction to the Romero release? I was surprised. I was surprised that Yo's gone. Um, but you know, this is a much different situation than Anderson. There are many people that are going to want Yoel's services, and he's going to be able to go and fight somewhere else. Very surprised though. I didn't expect him to be leaving the UFC, especially right now. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if this was a mutual. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It just, well, let me tell you a little more so you can okay. frame your thoughts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Number one, to your point that you just made, surprisingly, I'm told Bellator not interested. I'm told PFL not interested. Surprisingly. Really? Yes. Surprisingly. And so there's Ryzen, there's one, there's KSW. I just hope that you all Romero one of the all-time best wrestlers in the history of the sport. I'll never forget, I'm in, uh, I'm in Brazil, 2011, UFC 134, Rio de Janeiro, and Captain Eric Albaracin comes up to me and writes the name Yoel Romero on a piece of paper and says, hold this paper. This will be one of the best fighters in the history of the sport. Now, he leaves the UFC as one of the best to never win a title, but what a run for the past seven or so years. I just hope he doesn't end up in like bare knuckle or something like that because he deserves better. He deserves to be fighting yeah. on his terms for a big promotion. We could talk about Bellator and PFL not being interested right now, but here's the other thing. Yo Romero, with all due respect to him, is kind of a matchmaker's worst nightmare, right? Because he has now fought for a belt multiple times, lost multiple times. He's still very good. He's still very dangerous, but you can't put him in there. It reminds me a little bit of John Fitch back in the day, Yushin Okami back in the day. So good, but you're kind of a, a like a blockage at the top of the, the rankings. Because you put you, the young guys in there and, and you beat He'll them. beat them, right? Yeah. More often than not. So I wasn't blown away when I heard the news. And especially I'd been hearing, as you said, Dana also confirmed this, they're about to cut 60 to 80 guys. And so I think those guys might become expendable. They get paid a little more. They've had their chances. I think we'll start to see more names like Joel Romero leave the Well, year. he said, Dana said that. Dana yeah. goes, some of the names are going to kind of, you're going to be surprised because those are going to be the type of guys that we're having to let go. I mean, guys that have become our earned title fights but haven't crossed the hump. Guys that we've been seeing for a long time that have been in the organization for a while. It's just surprising to me that there isn't a line waiting for his services because, I mean, Gegard Musasi, or Romero, and Bellator big makes fight. absolute sense. Like, it's a big fight. You could put him in there right away uh, for a title. Uh, but here's the thing. Very surprising. Bellator has been making a conscious effort as of late. To not take the younger. UFC's guys, especially but, the older ones. Exactly. Right? They said Scott, no to Anderson. They said mm-hmm. no to Paige Van Zandt. Different circumstances, but they don't want to be viewed anymore as the UFC cast-off promotion. And yeah. so while I think I, I think I agree with you, Romero versus Musasi is the best middleweight title fight that they could put on right now. They don't want to be viewed as the place where the UFC castoffs go. And it's almost like they're a rebuilding sports franchise. You know, dare I say yeah. a little bit like 
I don't know, the Houston Rockets, you know, oh, a team that up. is trying to get oh, rid of some of the, you know, they, they're trying to build, they're trying to build <laughs> from the ground up as opposed to signing these other guys, you know, the that Russell Westbrooks of the world. And, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to do it that way. Here's the one that surprised me, PFL. You just signed 43-year-old Fabrizio Verdum. I would say that Romero is better right now, is a bigger draw, is, is more relevant than Verdum. And yet you're signing Verdum. And, and right now, I'm, as of right this second, not interested in Romero. That surprises me. I think I think it'll change. I think it'll change, right? I think a little time needs to pass, but I think he'll end up in one of these organizations. I think it, I'll, they would be smart to have Yoel Romero. I think he never got a hold of the belt, so we don't know how truly fun he could have really been. Could you imagine Romero and his translator as the UFC champion, Man. going around doing interviews and just going crazy? Sometimes I would look at Yoel and the guy. The guy has this real deep accent, translating the words and. They, it's like they almost seem unaware that people were like, oh, boo, it was just like having the time of their lives. As the champ, I thought it would have been fun. So you don't know if he goes to one of these other promotions how fun he would be as their champion because I do believe a major titles in his future, even at 43 years old. Let us not forget there was a time not that long ago, Yo Romero is one of the most feared men oh, in MMA. Like, but he's still feared. Scary. He's still feared. That's why I know. You- that's why, but that's why you got the Edison you fight in the way that you got it. Yeah. Because Izzy understood that too much risk was not worth what he may potentially get to fight Yoel Romero loose. So he fought him a little more tight and he got the victory, but it ended up being uh, just a very, very bad yeah. and slow fight. You, you can't fight Costa the way you fight Romero or vice versa, no. right? Because of his power. No. Because he's got the shorty man, Diddy Boxing. <laughs> little you know? Box. Diddy, Diddy boxing. Diddy boxing. Go. And he's too explosive. He only takes one. Did you remember when him and, when he fought my man Luke? That was crazy. Kissed that him. was crazy. I mean, kissed him. Even Robert Whitaker, right? As he heard Robert Whitaker so many times, the moment he would hit him, he would just hurt him. So, I mean, you remember in in UFC UFC uh, in San Jose, the jumping knee against Clifford Starks. Mm. I mean, a jumping knee, standing in place, just shoots right up. Knees the guy in the head, knocks him out. I mean, I got a great friend named Paul Kitsky. The guy told me, I every time he'd come to watch me fight, they would go from fight number one. And he left that arena going to D.C. I watched a young guy from Cuba named Yoel Romero. Right? He knew because yeah. he's a wrestling guy. He was yeah. like, you never know who you're going to see on those early prelims yeah. three, four years down the line. And he saw Yoel knock out Starks in that way, and it just kind of stuck with him. And Yoel Romero is known for those types of highlights. Yeah. That's one of my favorite cards, by the way, April 20th, I believe, 2013 in San Jose. In any event, DC, coming up in a matter of seconds, we will set the table regarding UFC 256, the final UFC pay-per-view of 2020. I do believe you will be in attendance. But first, passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. DC, let's talk UFC 256. Hey, yes. San Francisco 49ers. Say it before hey, we move on. I just go where they're playing. Say hey, Arizona. <laughs> I believe Glendale or somewhere like oh that. Oh my God. And, and and they will they will get the you know the you know what kicked out of them today. You would like to. 256. Final pay-per-view. Yes. The return of Figgy, 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 Can't You See? Davison Figueredo, <laughs> the face of the flyweights. DC, let me yes, ask you this. Yes. Which fight are you most looking forward to? Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno, right? Sorry, bro. Sorry, sorry. The, the, the sushi chef slash hair stylist, I don't know if you know this, going up against the piñata maker. I mean, if they don't sell this fight this way on Saturday, <laughs> I'll be thoroughly disappointed. You could use that info, by the way, on the broadcast. You won't shout me out like Marvin, but it's okay. Or the return of El Kukui going up against Dubronx, Tony Ferguson versus Charles Oliveira. Which one are you more looking for? I, I, I love the title fight. I think it's very fun. It's very good that um, we have a flyweight champion that people can tune into, a guy that finishes fights, and he has a real tough challenger in front of him, a guy that fought on the same night as he did and looked just as impressive. 21 days. 21 hey, days ago. Three weeks. Fantastic yes. that they both look so good such a very short time ago. But I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. I'm showing up Saturday. I, I got to see Du Bronx and Tony. I mean, I, I love that fight. That is the fight because it, it's, a, it's a chance to have not only just insanity in the middle of the octagon, <laughs> but also a chance to answer a bunch of questions. Mm. There's a bunch of questions that will get answered on Saturday night. One is Tony Ferguson still the same guy after the beating Justin Gaethje put on him. Two. This Charles Oliveira, the guy today, is he more willing to go through the, the muck, through the dirt, in order to beat one of those big names? Because he's got some big wins, right? And I believe that the Kevin Lee fight, that was one of those situations where he may have faltered before. He got through that and he got through that impressively. Can he beat Tony Ferguson in that way too? Because we saw back in the day when he was younger, before this win streak, he would lose fights against guys that we thought he could win based on making mistakes and letting the moment get too big for him. This is a big spot for him. Does Dubronx really um, cement himself as one of the best lightweights in the world on Saturday? I think this is this is fantastic fight. Fantastic matchmaking. Love it. Love everything you said. Am I correct in saying this is a crossroads fight for – Tony, Tony Ferguson. This oh, is a yeah. crossroads fight for Tony Ferguson. If you lose this fight, considering the fact that 155 is so stacked and there's all these guys just chomping at the bit to get their title fight, right? To get their shot at the belt. You lose your second fight in a row, you fall down, right? You fall down oh, that bad. ladder, right? Well, it's if bad, you win, right? You're in the mix. But if you lose, that's why I feel like we're at a crossroads here. For both, again, like I said, for all the reasons of Charles Oliveira, he's been at a crossroads too, right? But not like Tony. No. It's, it's all or nothing right now. All the pressure's on Tony here, right? Yeah, it is. Because Tony Ferguson has, has proven twice that he has been the best of the rest, mm. right? He's done that on two occasions where he's become the interim champion, right? Beat Kevin Lee, and then he beat uh, – who did he beat for the second interim title? The second time he became interim champ. Well, uh, he, he, he can't. Or did he, he do it once? He only did it once. He beat Donald Cerrone. Okay, but he was the interim champion. Oh, he only he fought, fought for the interim belt once. He fought Justin for the interim championship yeah, yeah, and yeah. lost. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he he has shown that he's been the best of the rest on a couple of occasions. Right, twelve fight win streak. Yep. Scheduled to fight Habib so many times. So if you look at his past, 
you see that with everyone else, he seems to be in the mix. But you can't be in the mix if you lose to Charles Oliveira because now you start fighting more and more of the young guys that are trying to break their way in to the top tier of your weight class. It's all or nothing for Tony this weekend. There's going to be a ton of pressure, but you think Tony Ferguson ever thinks about pressure? He's just going to go in there and fight in the way that he does normally. He's taking this fight on relatively short notice. I suspect that he's in great shape, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It's the people's main event. It's a great fight. I, I will actually vote for Davis and Figueredo because I just love the story of this guy who started off, you know, the year missing weight and people didn't really think that he would be the savior, right? Because, you know, I saw what Cejudo said, but let's be honest. Cejudo beats Dillashaw. He doesn't return to the flyweights. If, if, if Davis and Figueredo does not emerge, there's a very good chance that there are no flyweights. Very I disagree. Good I disagree. Very good I chance. disagree. If I there's disagree. no Figueredo, who's the I guy? I just think I, but I know I just I disagree. I think when Henry beat TJ Dillashaw and TJ came down from 35, no one knew he wasn't going back down, and everybody just figured, well, if the 25 pounder can beat the 35 pounder, and we it's not hypothetical because we just saw it. Maybe these guys are valuable. We should keep them. And I think they were going to stay regardless. I, I know, hey, having Figgy helps because he is, uh, he does seem to make you want to pay attention. But I don't think the flyweights are going anywhere. He's a fighting champion. He's got a flair. He's got a look. He finishes. Oh, he's perfect. He's so who perfect. threw perfect. them a, a life preserver? Yeah, the- and somebody took it. But Davis and Figueredo saved the flyweights. Dude, he took he it. He took the, the lifeline that he hey, dragged no. them. He to took shore. the lifeline that Henry gave him. If I'm being honest, Henry Cejudo saved the flyweights. If anyone saved them, it was Henry Cejudo. And, and honestly, Henry Cejudo saved the flyweights. On the, like, you know, it became stale when DJ was just throwing people up in the air and armbarring them. Like, he just seemed so far out ahead of everybody. How dare hey, you? Hey, it's the same thing with featherweight, right? Because Amanda Nunes is so dominant. Everybody's like, well, is there ever going to be a division? Until someone comes along and challenges Amanda at 145, those same questions will, will will be the same. So you got to have viable contenders. And Henry gave him an opportunity to stay around. Well, there's a lot to like on this card. But Davis and Figueroa's the man. Thank Let's you. Let's not go crazy. Thank you. And so is Brandon Moreno. I'm looking forward to his and first Brandon title Moreno's fight. Too, yeah. <clears throat> like I said, a lot to like. Kenato Moicano against Rafael Fazayev. Uh, great fight. Jacare Souza against Kevin Holland. Uh, I love the surreal guy versus... Junior Dos Santos fight, um, the return of Cub Swanson, Mackenzie Dern, Gavin Tucker. Unfortunately, we lost uh, Angela Hill and we lost Carl Roberson as well, Li Zhang Liang. So uh, hopefully no more COVID uh, cancellations. But as of right now, this card is a fun one on paper. It's a great fight. But that the JDS Gun fight, right? Yeah. This is where Tony Ferguson is. Hmm. If he, and I know he won't. It doesn't take as much um, at heavyweight to put yourself back in the conversation. But he'll find himself in JDS's shoes if he doesn't get past New Bronx this weekend. Because now JDS fights all the up-and-comers. <laughs> JDS fought Jorginho, yep. and now he's fighting Cyril Gaon, right? So you got to be very careful as a guy that's been around for a while um, when you start taking on these young guys. All the pressure's on Tony. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Uh, DC, let's move along now. We got some depressing news on Tuesday. Unfortunately, the fight that I was most looking forward to, Hamza Chemaev versus Leon Edwards, off. Off. We hope that Leon is feeling better. I heard that his uh, battle with COVID was a tough one. I think it's he's so turning weird, though, right? Like everybody thought it was Hamza. Yeah. I saw articles that it was Hamza, but come to find, it was Leon. It was Leon, unfortunately. But here's my question to you, DC: Do they keep this fight on, or go to the guy who's sitting in the front of the classroom, raising his hand once again? <laughs> The boogeyman himself, the one no one wants to face, the one that the office doesn't want Hamzat to face. Why not go Neil Magny route? Why not do Neil why? Magny why just... not? I'm asking you. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why they don't want to fight Neil, Neil Magny. Magny Hamzat Shemaya. What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but like, it's like everybody. Everybody was saying, "I'll fight anybody." Right? Hamzat said he'd fight anybody, anytime, any place, any way, anytime, any place. Like, let's let's get the fight. I mean, let's, that seems like the fight, right? I mean, I don't do know Neil why. Magny? You agree? Neil Magny is not afraid of anybody, but Neil Magny is difficult to deal with, right? Because Neil Magny is a guy that if you want to put Hamza in a five-round fight, Neil Magny is going to continue to press, especially late. But um, it's very interesting that they didn't, like, look at that as an option. They may just have worked so Hamza's, hard and long. Hamza's not afraid no. of Neil Magny, right? I no, mean, of course not. So I think that they waited. They worked so hard and long to get the Edwards fight together mm. that they're going to probably just keep it together. I would love to see the fight. Um, you but know, look at doing... the reaction it got, right? When Hamzat and Leon was announced. That was huge, yeah. Yeah, it's massive. And those things matter in the game. It was so great to end the year this way. The storyline, I won't go through it all it's over again. still a again. great fight. There's still a great no, fight. I know, but it was just so perfect for the end of 2020, right? The last fight, the last well, main event, the you last hope, Because you were like, not hoping, but you're like, anytime what? like certain things stick, you're like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. You said it. You know the whole. What yeah, if I mean, Leon wins. And like, hey, what if Hamza wins? I mean, he could yeah. be. He could be fight of the year. Hamza, so if, if Hamza wins, he goes into the next year as the biggest star in MMA. You know, yeah. up and coming star. If Leon wins, oh my goodness, it would seem like all the 2020, where at the end it just kind of punched you in the stomach. It was just. It had a great storyline. The reality is, thank you. It's still, it's still a big. It's still a great fight card. I'm excited okay. about it. Well, they're doing three uh, fight cards where it is in January surrounding the Connor fight. Uh, that's 16th, 20th, and 23rd, I hear. So maybe if if Leon feels better, they can put that one on that card. Someone who will not be fighting on 16th, 20th, and 23rd for the UFC of January, of course, is uh, Clarissa Shields. But she is fighting, DC, speaking of Olympians, in the PFL in 2021. She is signed with the PFL. Now, I don't know if you follow women's boxing as much as I do. Clarissa Shields, pound she's, for pound queen, number yeah, one, two-time Olympic gold medalist. She has signed with PFL. She's not leaving mixed martial arts, but she's deciding she's to do both. She's not leaving boxing. Right? Excuse me, boxing. But she's decided to do both. So well, I misspeak once. But hey, but how about this? All of a sudden, there she is with Johnny Bones. There she is with Holly Holm. There she is with Coach Wink, Greg Jackson. How do you feel about this move? Is this is this the right gym? Is this the right team for Carissa Shields as she makes the transition? I mean, it's a. I think it's not not a bad move because oh. think about it. Holly Holm, as a boxer, went and did that and became UFC champ. Right? Holly was a boxer like Clarissa, not at the level of Clarissa, and became world champion. So it's probably a good move in that sense because they've done it before. They've taken a boxer. 
a pure boxer and turned her into a mixed martial arts world champ. So not a bad move. Um, I think they'll help her, but I mean, she is, that's the thing, man. When you get a, when you get an athlete like this, right. Fantastic boxer, fantastic athlete. You have to deliver, right? There's no not delivering. You get a Carissa Shields, you got to deliver. And I think she's putting herself in a great situation to try to be successful. You see those clips that they put out of her? I saw her working out with those guys, yeah. People I were saw, like, oh, look at the kicks. Like, people are mean. She's starting she's out. She's just starting. Like, yeah. hey, you know what's crazy? Those kicks look much better than yeah. mine. And most people that you – most of the guys you love watching and fighting, those kicks right now that she's just learning probably look better than theirs when they first started. So don't be too hard on the champ. She's going to be a problem if she can learn to wrestle a little bit um, and if she can learn to uh, – uh, really just stay up on her feet. She's going to be a problem for everybody. Great signing for PFL. In fact, I told them to do it a year ago. It took them a year, but they did it. She'll be fighting at 155. Why you laugh? I did. I mean, because I have, why would they listen to you? Like, I have, you I have things, actual like, proof. Listen to you. I have proof. Like, I, I mean, wrote it on ESPN.com. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I wrote told them last year. I don't yeah. know if they're building towards the Kayla Harrison fight because they're on different trajectories, but they do both fight at 155. They have the Olympic, you know, backgrounds, two-time Olympic gold medalist. It's too soon, but I it like was, the signing. That, that, for that's, that's yeah, and also you know what, man, that's one like boy. Could you imagine if, if Kayla fought at one forty five last right? Last fight, yeah. Imagine if we can get them both down to one forty five and put them into the UFC at one forty five. Now you got a well, division. Just with PFL. Why are you I'm just to saying. PFL, but imagine um, our, our UFC and PFL have worked very closely together. Sure. What if they do a cross promotion where you can start to get Amanda in there with Kayla and? Uh, Clarissa Shields. Now you got a real viable division. So that's going to be a story to watch in 2021. I'm really curious. I mean, she's an incredible athlete. Personally, I have oh. Katie Taylor, who we talked about a few weeks ago, is my number one pound for pound in women's boxing, but she's obviously two, and a lot of people consider her one. Speaking of bo- look, look, do you see Vittori? Vittori is a great story. Hamza Leon, Clarissa Shields, Tony. It's all it's all well and good. These are all great topics, but let's get to the actual meat and potatoes of this program now. Let's talk about the fight that the world is. T- I mean, when they dropped this news last night, the world stopped, like literally stopped spinning. Floyd Money Mayweather against Logan Paul. For a second, you know what's crazy? For a second, I thought you would actually say something about Errol Spence. Like Errol Spence and Danny Garcia fought last weekend. A real fight. What a A fight. A real fight. I thought we were going to talk about Errol Spence and Danny Garcia. I thought we were going to talk about a real fight. But instead, you asked me about Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. What do you make of this? There's so many. It's so funny. Again, here we go again with the boxing purists complaining, whining, yet rifling off like 40 tweets about this. Nothing about Errol Spence on Saturday. They can't. Oh, they want to let the world know this is a sham. They want to let the world. Yeah, of course. Last time Logan Paul fought DC in a boxing match, he's 0-1. He fought a guy named KSI, another YouTube guy. He weighed 199. Yeah, he's too big. I was like thinking about that. I was like, this Boy, is a big guy. 149 for McGregor. This is called a special exhibition. This might as well be Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's at a, WrestleMania. It's, it's, like not, it's, a work. it's a work. It's an absolute work. It's a work. It's a work. They're going out there to play around and, and make some money together. Floyd is, is as smart as they come in terms of business. So if there's money on the table, Floyd will go get it. Floyd fought a Japanese guy a couple of years ago for yeah. – $20 million to do nothing. Like he, the guy had never really fought. So it'll be one of those situations uh, that he's going to go and put himself in, take a boatload of money. People are going to watch as, as the Jake Paul thing showed. 
people will watch these dudes fight. So Mayweather plus uh, this Logan Paul, you do big numbers. Are, are, are you offended by this? I'm not like, watching it, actually. I'm oh, just you, not going to watch it. Ooh, I'm not watching Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather fight. You're out. Listen, You're out. They're to watch the pay-per-views. But to watch to watch two real to watch two real guys go out and spar and spar hard like Mike and Roy did, I'm all in. But to watch Floyd and Logan Paul play around in there, no, nah, I'm not buying no pay-per-view for that. Wow. Interesting. No, I'm just not. I mean, You're I'm boycotting. Just not. You're boycotting it right well, it's here. It's not right even now. a boycott. It's like I'm just not interested. Like okay. when the fight with Roy and, and Mike was announced, I, I immediately I, I perked up, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this, this is silly. Does, no, this actually this, right? doesn't really do anything for me, and that's I'm glad that they're going to make their money, but it just doesn't not for me doesn't do okay. anything for me. What about Mr. Uh, Jake Paul versus Dylan Dennis? Throw that on the card. Are you buying it now? Or dare I say, dare I say, Jake <laughs> Paul versus. Ben Askren, Funky Ben. All of a sudden, <laughs> things are percolating. Oh. Jake Paul cutting promos. You see, you see what's crazy? Like, you see what's crazy? Now, you did it to me again because now I'm like, uh, I might not tune in for Floyd Logan because I know they're going to play. But if Jake Paul and Dylan are really fighting, yeah, I'm all in, baby. I'm in. Okay, if so Jake which Paul's one? fighting Ben, I'm all in. So which one do you want more? Jake Paul versus Dylan, who didn't like the fact that we picked against them last week, or... And by the way, and Jake didn't like the fact that we said McGregor was going to be only like, we can't win with these guys anyway. Or <laughs> your boy Ben Askren versus Jake Paul, <sighs> Dylan Dennis, because Why? Dylan Dennis has. I saw a video of him boxing somewhere in the in the gym, and he looked like he actually knew what he was doing a little bit. Ben has no idea what he's doing in boxing. I don't want Ben to go fight this dude. Because look what happened to Ben last time when Masvidal knocked him out. He, the, the memeable content that's out there on Ben Askren, it's enough, Ben. Don't go and fight Logan Paul in a boxing match and you can't take the guy down. Like, no. Hey, Ben lost in the stand-up to Damian Maya. Like, when have we ever said that anybody really lost to Damian Maya in stand-up? Ben didn't mm. seem to know what to do with him. So wow. I don't need to see my man Ben fight Logan Paul. Okay, so this, Jake, what's this his is name, the, Logan Paul or Jake Paul? Jake Paul's the younger brother. Paul, that's Jake the one. Paul. Okay, so how about this? How about this? Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather, top of the card. Jake Paul versus Dylan Dennis, legit, right? I mean, it makes sense to yeah, you know. Yeah. And then I saw this. This came through the wire last week. Odds on who will Mike Tyson fight next? We're building the card right here. These are the oh. these are the odds. Evander Holyfield it'll minus. It'll be James Tony. It'll be James Tony. Well, James Tony's not even on this list. Why Evander, not? Evander Holyfield's a minus one fifty. Lennox Lewis a plus three hundred. You tell me when I should stop when you're in. Riddick Bow plus five hundred. Shannon Briggs plus eight hundred. Tito Ortiz plus one thousand. Either Klitschko brother plus no. twelve hundred or no. or Daniel Cormier plus no. fifteen hundred. <laughs> it's right there. Are you serious? Yes. They put me on there. They put you. Why would they put me on there? Why would they? Why would they put me in a boxing match with Mike Tyson? Let's go. <laughs> DC versus Tyson. Let's go. Come on. Are you in? I think it'll, I think it'll be James Tony. I think it'll be James Tony. He's not on this list. DC it versus doesn't matter Tyson. If he's, it doesn't matter if he's on the list. It works. Would you do it? James yes Tony or works. no? Are you Want in? Want to fight Tyson? Yes. Fight Tyson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll fight Tyson. So I you. Of course I'll fight Tyson. Let's go. I'm calling Nine him up. fight Tyson. I'm not fight Tyson, though. What are you talking Listen, about fight we Tyson? Can, we could slam 1,500 right now. We could go slam this, and then you cut the deal. Let's go. 
Are you afraid of Mike Tyson? 54 year old Mike Tyson? I'm not afraid, but like, I don't know. I, I don't know the, the, the rules under which we're playing. I may have flashbacks. I'm still, I, you know, I just was in a fight four months ago. You know, I may have flashbacks. I might take Mike down. You don't know. You don't know what happens in that situation, you know? So, uh, let's just, uh, James Tony. I think it'll be James Tony. Right, that's a weird one. Not even on here. James lights out Tony. But it, it works. It okay. works. It works. All right. Um, another thing, speaking of crazy fights involving you and potentially I, I have to bring this up, DC. So there I am. You know, from time <laughs> oh. to time, I agree to go on the Pat. Why Mc- did you do you know, this? Listen, I go this? Pat McAfee. He's he's a fun guy. He's a former, you know, third tier kicker. Didn't really <laughs> amount to much, but now he does this. I never, hey, dude. Show. I remember one time I was like doing my fantasy, and they had Pat McAfee. Yeah. And they had the Saints second string kicker. I took the second string of kicker. Course. I was like, Pat McAfee's not going to score me any points. He's terrible. His biggest claim to fame is that he did the McGregor Billy strut in the middle of the game. That's literally his biggest claim to fame as far as his football career is concerned. So I go on this show and it's all well and good. He's about to do some wrestling NXT. And uh, then they blindside me. Did you see his shorts? I mean, what was McAfee wearing? He's wearing jorts. (laughs) Terrible. Let's not bury the lead. They blindsided me. They did a sneak attack. They called up Booker T. They they tried to verbally undress me in front of the world. Or it was bad. You look nervous. I didn't. I did not look nervous, and not only did I not look nervous, I called in the backup. I called in my guy DC, who picked up on the second ring, and we kicked their butt. DC, oh we my smashed god! Them. I heard that they're crazy. canceling the Pat McAfee show as a result it's, because it's, their <laughs> bosses are so embarrassed. But what we did to them, that was wasn't that amazing? I mean, it was, was music. It, they picked the fight, knowing they couldn't win. You know what was crazy about the situation? You didn't give me a heads up. Didn't give you you just up. randomly called me. That's I thought we were, we're going to talk sync. basketball or something. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to talk basketball. DC, DC, I'm on Pat McAfee, and Booker T's talking, da, da, da. And then Booker T's all, of course, you're going to call your friend. You a <laughs> That was hilarious. Once I watched no, no, the it clip. It wasn't hilarious. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. But I laid the smack down on old Booker, didn't I? I mean, cut a three-liner that just – Close the show. What'd you say? What'd you no. say again? Ooh. You said, I said, I said, he didn't that's stand why. up when I you said, walked that's in the, why, but, uh, the, the, hey, the attitude that you've shown here lately, Booker T mm-hmm. shows exactly why every time you hit the curtain, people never left their seats. I mean, that hurts. That hurts because right they, here. Cause, cause, cause Ariel, when I hit the curtain, people stood up. They stood Whether up. they stood up to boo me, whether they stood up to cheer me, they stood up. They got up out of their seats. They didn't do that for Booker. They just sat there and watched him. Unless he was with Stevie Ray. If Stevie Ray was with him, they might have had a few people go, oh, hey, Stevie Ray, mm-hmm. you and your, your brother, you know, the guy yeah. that you carry Harlem around all Luke the time. Warm. But Harlem lukewarm. This yeah, is what but- McAfee <laughs> and Booker don't understand. You come at me, you come at the king, you best not miss because I got an army. I've got an wait, Olympic wait, army around wait, me. Wait, wait, what are you talking? Wait, wait. I'll call who, up who Jordan voted- Burroughs. Who voted you the king? Well, I mean, who in the world voted? Who in the world said you're the king, though? Listen, See, this is how is this is how, this, Wait, but this is how factions break up. Oh, this already? is how factions because right now, run listen, yet. because I'm because right now I'm Farouk. You're acting like Dwayne Johnson. I'm Farouk, and you're acting like yeah, Dwayne yeah. Johnson. You got your flashy shirt on. You got your flashy sweater on right now. I mean, you're talking about being the king. I'm holding the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, you, you're acting like I don't exist. Conversations we're supposed to have behind the scenes. Nah, you, but you, you brought this. You brought this. Is how factions break up right now. You cannot call yourself the king. Take it back. In that moment, take I was it on back. The take it back. Myself. Take it back. Ariel, take it back. 
DC, they came after me. Not, not, not one time, not two time, not three time, not four time, not five time, not six time, not seven time, not eight time, but nine time MMA journalist oh, of the year, more okay, prestigious okay. than the Pulitzer okay. and the Nobel Peace Prize put together, DC. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know about that. What do they know about winning awards? They know oh, nothing yeah. about winning awards. And You're so right. I just, just want to offer this piece of advice to Pat McAfee, Booker T, and any other jabron out there that wants to come at DC and Hawani, the pound for pound kings of media. You understand? Think again. Think again. Because you will get embarrassed the same way those two guys got embarrassed. And your Friday. feelings hurt. Boy, we heard that. Oh, oh. I mean, I could only I mean, imagine. Look, look at McAfee's performance on Sunday at NXT. <laughs> he was rattled. He was shaken he, up. He, he didn't bounce back. He looked terrible. He's, he was he missing terrible. spots. He was all over the place. By the way, does it? Is are you coming after me now? But the King stuff because I beat you to it because I got on WWE programming before well, the you. Reality is a little like, bit of jealousy. I just, I just don't like when you call yourself the King. Like I don't like that. It just doesn't. Are you jealous that I beat you happen. to it? But no, I was kind of happy for you, boy. I tell you that promo you cut yesterday on those. I mean. You had Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett completely agreed with you. His partner was like, he's lost. The guy, the guy was lost. He's out of his league when he's trying to you cut don't even know his name. Ariel Hawani. You don't even know hey, his name. The only the only thing I know is that Ariel is the it's the guy that Ariel was doing work on. He's trying to talk verbal. He's having a verbal altercation with you. It did not work. You drowned him out. You you crushed him. It was fantastic. I loved it. Dare I say it was bad news. Bad news for that guy. You, you get it? You get the pun? Bad news. Bad news, Barrett. Oh. You know? It was good stuff. Anyway, um, very quickly before we go, DC, because uh, Corporate Jake over there is about to have some kind of like meltdown. I mean, the, the, we're the legitimately amount. at 57 minutes. I right mean, now. the guys, do you have a clock? Do you have a no, clock? Minutes. Yeah, I'm watching it. 58. Okay. It just turned. Uh, wanted to ask you about a fight that came through the wire on Saturday, first reported by MMA Junkie. Dominic Cruz against yeah. Casey Kenny in early March, UFC, I think 258, 259. Who can keep track these days? <laughs> Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I hear you don't like this fight. True I was surprised. I was surprised that that was the fight. I mean, I just think that I, I just thought that at this point, Dom's career would always be a name. You know, would always be a name. But before, I talked about how Sometimes when guys come off of losing for a championship, they might need a little bit of a step back. But Casey Kenny's not a step back. He's just not necessarily as well known. I just thought it would always be a name next to Dominic Cruz at this point. But big spot for Casey and good for Casey because he has been tremendous this year. I like the fight. I don't want to call Casey Kenny a tune-up fight because that's disrespectful to him. But Cruz needs to get a win. He needs to get back on track. And if he doesn't, you've just created a potential massive player at 135 and Casey yes. Kenny. I want to see more of these fights in the UFC. It's it's kind of it's kind of something we don't see, let's be honest. And no, it we was don't. weird at first like, whoa, Casey Kenny, Dominic Cruz, like we're used This is Dominic Cruz's first non-title fight in over 6 years. In over yeah, but here's years. here's the problem, right? Here's the problem. We did this with Anthony Smith a couple weeks ago and people were like, "Oh, <clears throat> of course he won. It was supposed to he was supposed to win. The guy wasn't on his level, right? It's like Get his mojo. It's, it's like it's just 
we thought it was okay. We just don't see him very often. And um, I don't know, man. Dominic Cruz would be very, very – he won't. He won't. But he'll take Casey Kenny seriously, and, and most people should because Casey is a real problem in this division. By the way, I just have to ask. It was a big story last week before we go. The app, USADA, Yair, he gets suspended. Oh. I mean, how yeah. difficult is it to really update the app? I mean, you've done it. You've been there. Okay. Okay. Is it really that like, is it worth getting suspended for six months over this? Uh, I thought that the suspension for missing your place is a year. I didn't know, but mm. I supposedly they actually negotiated hey, it down. Ariel, at this point, like at this point, I took myself out the rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, st- I, I still, I'm in USADA right now taking tests for fun. I got tested yesterday. I what? got tested yesterday. Because Why? Even in retire- hey, because even in retirement, I'm still cleaning the John Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I'm just going to take tests for the rest of my life. I'm going to take tests for the rest. Look at my arm. I got stuff. I, they said, they came to my house. I go, you want urine? You want blood? Because I've always been clean. You know what I'm saying? I've never had a bad test. So at this point, I'm just taking tests for fun. I wow. mean, why not? Why not, Ariel? Show these young people just to keep life right, right? Because most times, guys like me, they retire. They get a little bit of other stuff to help them get feel mm-hmm. good, rejuvenated mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. I'm just high on life. So at Sounds this like point, I'm just, I'm just taking, I'm just taking, te- I'm taking tests for fun right now. My wife's like, "Usada's here? Why?" I was like, "Baby, you know, I'm just, I'm still proving the point. You know, clean, clean. Even though I'm not an athlete no more." So yeah, year really has no excuse. I mean, if you're able to update the app, <laughs> I mean, come on, I'm I feel retired. Like you I'm, be able to. I'm retired. I work. I have this show. I have so many. I got a lot of irons in the fire, and I yeah. can still update my USADA personally. Update my USADA. Nobody helps me. Right, right. I do it myself. Mm-hmm. I go on there, put my whereabouts. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Such so for Yair that he's gone, but also, hey USADA, show up anytime. I'll never be posting <laughs> when you show up. <laughs> I'll uh, never pulse. Yes, and you won't go to the bathroom and do that disgusting <laughs> thing that you told us about last time. <laughs> I mean, geez, Louise. Oh, no I've stopped class. doing that to him. Okay, I'm trying okay. to be nice enough. There was a time when you were feuding with Usada, which was bizarre because, like, you're Mr. Clean Olympian and you're I'm the clean. The- well, yeah. of course, that's what happens, right? Whenever you are the clean Olympian and your number one opponent is just freaking tested positive all over the place, that's not good. Well, it sounds like, at least for now, Yair versus Abit, which is the fight they were hoping to make in uh, in January, is becoming like the uh, the Ferguson Habib yep. of the uh, 145-pound division. Yep. I hope we get to see that fight at some point. It's been kind of Zabit has to move on, though. Zabit, oh, Zabit needs to fight geez. someone else. I mean, Zabit what a wasted year for him, at right? This point. Yeah, he needs to just fight at this point. I don't know who it's going to be. Everybody seems to have a partner, but Zabit needs to just fight someone at this point. Him and Yair are going to have to revisit this whenever Yair is eligible. When do you leave to Vegas? I leave on Thursday. Okay. I leave on Thursday to go to Vegas, but um, I'm going to have to look, man. I love my job. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Vegas and get tested, but I'm going to drive to Vegas because, oh. well, because my County now is, is, is a travel out of a hundred yards. You got a 14 day quarantine. Oh gosh. So I have to drive. I'm going to have to drive to Vegas, come back, show my test in order for me to go back the following week. So yeah, it's uh, it's rough. All right. Well, give me a call if you need, if you're bored quarantining, we could talk, we could do whole kinds <laughs> Of stuff and listen. If you want to pull a Marvin Vittori, as it's being called now on the internet, if you want yeah, to pull yeah, a Marvin Vittori, who knows? Maybe my tweet will show up. Hey, on Saturday. just be fun. Like, just be be happy with what you got. Marvin, be, open hey, the door. Be happy with what you got. You know, just be happy. Just be twenty twenty is so it. weird that Marvin and I end the year on uh, on the same. In your mind, year. in well, your mind, you guys are good, but yeah. Marvin and I are good more so than you and Marvin. 
especially after we get Marvin into this game, we're going to be real good. <laughs> uh, DC, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much to DraftKings. Thank you very much to MMA Bobblehead again. Demetrius Johnson, check him out. MMABobblehead.com. Thanks to everyone who continues to watch, download, rate, subscribe, review. No thank you to Pat McAfee and Booker T. Back next week, same time and place. Until then, we say peace. We're out of here.